0: So if I was starting today as a new solo, I would the entrepreneurial. To have aspect to change the, the way they're
1: practicing. By
0: becoming a leader. they done it enough enough to help young lawyers. What it means to be fulfilled. So make it
1: easy to work with your clients.
2: New approach.
3: New tools. New mindset. New solo. And it's making that leap. Making that leap. Making that
1: leap. Making that leap. Hi, everyone. It's time for another episode of New Solo on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Adriana Lanier. Trainer, consultant, and host of this podcast. You can always learn more about me at LawTechPartners.com. Today's topic is going to be the ABA's Law Practice Division and why it's a good organization for you to think about joining and becoming a part of. So, my guests today are Heidi Barkas, the current chair of the Law Practice Division, and Mary Vandenack, the vice chair of the Law Practice Division of the ABA. Hello, ladies.
2: Hello, thank you so much for having us. It's always good to talk to you, Adriana.
1: I'm really excited to have you because I had taken a little bit of a hiatus for a couple of years to work on my business. And when I sat through a couple of the meetings a few weeks ago, I was inspired and reminded how much I love the Law Practice Division and how helpful it can be for attorneys in every area and stage of their practice. I always get asked about great resources for starting my law firm, how do I, you know, s- keep my law firm successful? So, I want to talk about those opportunities that come up through the law practice division. And both of you are very successful attorneys in your own right with mid-sized boutique firms, so I would also love to hear any success stories or suggestions you have for listeners on how to become so successful. So, let me start with you, Heidi. Uh, chair. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice, and also how you got to the point of being chair of the American Bar Association's Law Practice Division.
4: Well, I'm a lawyer, a litigator in Knoxville, Tennessee. I defend healthcare providers accused of malpractice in state and federal courts. We are a small boutique firm. Uh, The other half of the firm represents physicians in transactional work, regulation, healthcare audit. So that's that's our focus is healthcare. How did I get to be chair? I started with the Women Rainmakers and ran a program there. It was a local programming so that we took our national program to the local level and formed little networking groups in cities. So, Knoxville, Tennessee, where I am, had its own group that put on a program, and then it ended up being a place where we could exchange business back and forth. After uh, I exhausted myself with that, I moved to the magazine under Mary. And Mary trained me on the magazine board. And I think the way to work yourself into chair is to participate in one of those delivery boards like Tech Show. Yeah. Adriana, you've been a yeah. little, little shy about why you took a break because I think we burned you out putting on Tech Show. But either Tech Show, magazine board, or law practice today, one of the key delivery boards is the way to make it into the chair chain.
1: That's awesome. That's very helpful. And I need to just say this out loud, too. While I am not a lawyer, one of the reasons I have loved the law practice division so much is that as a person who is not a lawyer, it's such a welcoming group. You don't have to be a lawyer to not only participate, but hey, I was chair of the ABA Tech Show and I'm not a lawyer. So I think it's a great group for any legal professional, not even just for lawyers. It's one of my favorite things. I think I cried when I did my Welcome to Tech show. And that was my thing was thank you, everyone, for making this possible for someone who's not a lawyer. And you think, well, ABA certainly focuses on lawyers, but there are opportunities where you can get involved as a consultant or a paralegal or even a legal assistant really could make their way at least to to chair of tech show. Mary, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are an insane businesswoman and have so many stories to tell. I want to remind everyone too that you were a guest in 2016. We've been friends for a really long time. Mary came on and you can go back to the new solo episodes and did six steps to alternative fees. It was a two-parter because it was so good. We did Implementing Alternative Billing in Your Law Practice, and then the second episode was The Six Steps to Making That Happen. So, Mary, tell us a little bit about yourself, your practice. Please plug your podcast.
2: Okay, so... I just have to share that my favorite moment was getting you to come to a cold Nebraska in the middle of January one year with no coat and boots. But we did go shopping <laughs> and find you some coat and boots. But anyways, so I worked in a national large-size law firm. I left there, went through a couple firms, but I've always been really inclined towards technology and efficiencies. And actually, as much as they are great lawyers at the firm that I was at. I really wanted to do some different things with technology in terms of the way that I drove my firm. So my partner, Mark Williams, and I originally founded Vanden Weaver in 2005. Which was those scary moments. And we targeted a certain markets. So I'm a tax attorney. And that means a lot of people think, so. I mean, I know about individual income taxes, but I don't call me on the 10 to 40. I don't know how to do it. But <laughs> if it's a trust tax issue or a business tax issue, that's me. And that's what I bring to the table. But when when I founded the firm, I went to Tech Show. And you mentioned, Adriana, how one of the great things about the division is that there's all different types of professionals that belong to that. So I have a lot of groups I go to that are lawyers or other types of professionals. But what was really of value to me was the different people with different levels of knowledge. And at Mm -hmm. the ABA Tech Show, I have to say I love the exhibit hall Mm -hmm. almost as much as anything because I would walk through the exhibit hall and talk to every single vendor and learn so much by talking to those. And I actually had one who called me today just out of the blue saying, you know, I ran into you at Tech Show, Claire, back when, and her product has now evolved to something that I'm going to take a serious look at. So that's an amazing thing. But I attended the Tech Show Did a lot of networking, went to the dinners. They have ABA Tech Show dinners. Those are great, fabulous networking events. And I went to dinner different nights with different people. I could tell you who they all were, but I won't bore you with that. But I actually met at one of the dinners, Reed Trouts and Dan Pennington, who at that time were co-chairing the magazine board and got to talking with them fairly at length. And they tried to get me involved at that point in time. I had a young kid. I was a single mom. I had just started my firm. I'm like, this is not a time where I can get involved. They kept track of me and they called me a few years later. They said, We've been watching your career and we think that, cool. you know, you st- and we know your kids probably still at home, but we'd like to recruit you. And they recruited me hmm. to the magazine board. It's been a lot of fun doing both law practice. I'm vice chair now. You know, Heidi twisted my arm a little bit to get me to put my name in. But I'm really super passionate about passing on to other lawyers, helping people start law firms Mm -hmm. or build their practices. I just really care about the legal profession and am passionate about trying to pass that on. Because originally, when they asked me to apply, I said, Oh, no, thanks. I already run a law firm. I don't want to run the (laughs) law practice division. (laughs) <laughs> but i am at a different place where i have some succession and some younger leaders lined up here so it makes it a little bit easier but the other thing i did this year which has been just a ton of fun is to start my own podcast called legal visionaries and it was kind of the evolution of doing some personal branding as you know i've done do a fair amount of speaking and writing mm-hmm. these days which you're the one I give you credit for getting me to speak because it's only for you. You got me to speak, I think, at tech show. Mm-hmm. But in terms of those speaking engagements, we were working on personal brand and trying to support other people in the firm. So we did that. And they said, your personal brand consists of four things. You know, you're a great tax trust and estates lawyer. You're into technology. You're into law firm leadership and practice overall. And then attorney well-being. So we created four categories on the podcast, and I got overwhelming responses Mm. from people across the country saying thanks so much that an established attorney would actually speak about these issues. So we've talked about, you know, the remote workplaces, different, you know, Reed Trouts has done one on the future of law firms and different law firm models, things like that. So that's been a lot of fun.
1: I love it. No, it's a great listen, by the way. It's another good resource for listeners here, too. Heidi, break down how the Law Practice Division is built. You know, Mary, and you have both mentioned Women Rainmakers, the magazine board. So there's a group It's called the Law Practice Division. And then what are the components that make up the black box?
4: So there are four pillars in the Law Practice Division, marketing, management, finance, and technology. And in those areas, there are committees and interest groups. And we've mentioned some of some of them, the women Rainmakers, the well-being committee, the tech show committee, the magazine board. So underneath, and there's more, I won't, I mean, people fall asleep if I listed all 20 or 25 of them, but there law firm finance is a committee. Everything mm-hmm. that you need to know or are interested in about the practice of law, we have a committee or a subcommittee that addresses those issues,
1: so when I first got involved with the tech show, which is how I then you know that's where I started and then got into law practice division, that's how tech show was broken down as far as the tracks go. I don't know if that's how we still do it, but the reason I'm saying that is I will never forget that those four pillars pretty much define the four cornerstones of running a successful law firm so To this day, thanks to Tech Show and Law Practice Division, when somebody calls me up and says, I want to start my own law firm, you know, where do I begin? I go, well, look, there's four pillars of running a successful law firm. They are technology, marketing, management, finance, and accounting. So you create those four buckets and, you know, figure out how to put the right infrastructure in place for those buckets, how to build your tech stack and how to manage your practice successfully. And if you have success in all four of those pillars, you're probably going to have a successful law firm. So I'm glad you broke it down the same way we've been breaking it down for so long. And it's perfect. Like those are the categories. Marketing is where client development falls into and business development, obviously. So it's almost like the law practice division has everything covered.
4: I think it does. I think that's fair. We, if you want to know anything about the practice of law, the law practice division is the place to
1: come. I agree. And it's a great, this is the other thing I want to say to listeners, regardless of your age, your years in practice, the size of your law firm, the practice area that you're in, the geography that you are the geographic location that you are in. It's a really supportive and good group. In order to join the law practice division, do I have to be a member of the ABA first?
4: Yes, you do. If you are a member of the ABA, your membership in the law practice division is a, is free. It's a member benefit. So just sign up for the ABA and check the box for the Law Practice Division, and you're in, and let me or let Mary know where you want to be, uh, what committee you're interested in, and we'll get you plugged in.
1: And most of the meetings are virtual. They're monthly. Well, it depends on, obviously, the the board or the committee that you're in. They're held remotely, but there are some in-person meetings. Do you want to talk about those real quick and the opportunities to attend those and how they move around the country? Yes.
4: So there, there are five meetings there is the law practice division fall and spring meeting. And those generally alternate between the East Coast and the West Coast. We were just in San Antonio in person last month. Then there are two more meetings and those are connected to the larger ABA. And that's mid-year and annual. We'll be in Seattle for mid-year in January this year. And number five, I, I always throw in, is tech show because that is the event to go to and that's in Chicago. So come come on to Tech Show. Mary's made a reference to the exhibit hall but th- there is nothing like Tech Show exhibit hall.
2: Especially the swag in the exhibit hall.
4: That's right. They can I usually have trouble getting everything home in my suitcase.
2: I just ship it.
4: Go good
1: for you. Of course she does. I know, right? I try so, to carry everything, my pockets full and so efficient. So Tech Show this coming up year is going to be March 2nd through the 5th in Chicago. And last year, Tech Show was all virtual. Obviously, we were in the middle of a pandemic. Is this year coming up going to have a virtual component as well? Because it's in person this this next year in 2022.
4: Yeah, it's going to be in person for 2022. There will be some virtual opportunities, but it's not going to be like last year you're not going to be able to dial in live to the programs. There'll be some pre-recorded programs. So plan on coming live to Chicago. But yes, there will be a some portion of it that's virtual, but not nothing like, I mean, last year we were a true virtual program and we're not using a platform like that this year.
1: We're back. I love it. Well, let's take a quick break. Listen to a couple of messages from some sponsors and we'll be right back. I'm going to ask Mary and Heidi a few more questions about things that are happening in the law practice division of the ABA.
0: According to research from the World Justice Project, 77% of legal problems do not receive any legal support. It's a damning figure since it tells us that the legal industry has a problem connecting the people who have legal issues to the lawyers who can help. I'm Joshua Lennon, lawyer in residence at Clio. There's an opportunity for lawyers to help bridge the gap with clients, earning more business while doing good things to help the people that need it. New research shows that being flexible about how you get paid can ultimately mean getting paid more in the long run. In doing so, you could be opening up your services to more clients and avoid missing out on earnings. To learn more about these opportunities and much more for free, download Clio's Legal Trends Report at clio.com forward slash trends. That's Clio, spelled C-L-I-O.
1: All right, we're back. I'm on the line with Heidi Barkas and Mary Vandenack, two of my favorite ladies in legal. They are both attorneys who are very active in the law practice division. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of maybe the, the bigger committees and sections that that the law practice division supports and sponsors and has actively doing stuff all the time. And Mary, you mentioned earlier, this is a big one and an important part of mental health for attorneys, which is obviously very important. And that's the Attorney Wellbeing Group. Tell me a little bit about who they are and what their goals are and what sort of um, programming they put on for
2: people who are interested in,
1: in you know, just improving their mental health and maybe their physical health as well.
2: So, yeah, the Attorney Wellbeing Committee has done a pretty broad spectrum of things, The programming they're doing is really focusing on, if you look at well-being, being even broader than, say, mental health, right? Mental health is one component. Physical health is another component. Workplace happiness is another piece of that, finding the workplace that makes sense for you. And the Mm -hmm. programming has involved a wide range of programming. A little bit sometimes, and Heidi can speak to who the chair is this year currently, but depending on kind of what their passion is, they focus on different programming based on that at any given moment.
1: And so that's just something else that we could have people look up
2: if, if it's something that interests them.
1: Heidi, tell us a little bit who's the chair and then where do they put their publications, their webinars, their information that we can find?
4: Uh, Michelle Powers is the chair this year and their webinars are on the ABA website. So check out that for their, for their programming this year.
2: Which is AmericanBar.org slash groups, slash law underscore practice. And you can, I think you can actually just Google ABLPD and it comes up for Law Practice Division.
1: Heidi, tell me, one of the most popular benefits of the Law Practice Division has always been the printed magazine. There are people who join... And I think we used to pay for the Law Practice Division. I, I just learned from you that it is now free as a member benefit, which I think, there's no excuse not to join that if you're a member of the ABA. But for years, way back when, people would join and pay for the Law Practice Division, specifically and only for the amazing printed magazine. Now there's also an online magazine. So tell us a little bit about those publications.
4: So we still, and I'm fighting tooth and nail for this, we still have the printed version of the magazine, and I, I keep it in my office. And it is actually why I came to my first ABA meeting. It's because of that magazine. I wanted, I wanted to learn more from mm-hmm. the experts that were writing in that magazine. We have also started an, a digital publication called LPT, Law Practice Today, and that comes out monthly and, again, focuses on, in addition to the four pillars, some other, other topics, but really focuses on the four pillars a lot that we talked about
1: earlier. That's great. And and two, I would like to let all the listeners know that both of those publications and beyond are always looking for contributors and writers. So if you love writing about attorney well-being, if you love talking about writing about finance for your law firm, there's a finance issue that comes out every year. There's a management issue that comes out there's the tech show issue, or at least the technology issue. So if you have any interest in contributing to the ABA's Law Practice Division publications, where do they reach out or go to look, Heidi?
4: And you're absolutely right about those publications. Again, it's that four pillars— so marketing management finance technology and add in a a, tech, a, a futures uh, what the big idea it's called the oh, big idea right. issue mm-hmm. and then a leadership issue comes out every December so those are the six six issues and uh, just contact the editor of LP today and the magazine so that's Lance Johnson again you can find it on the ABA website send it something to Lance and then for LP today it's Micah Bucktel.
1: Awesome.
2: That's and when you say one of the best ways to would be to consider showing up at not one of the meetings and attending, because then you get to know the people that are the editors, you can attend a mag board meeting, you can attend an LPT meeting, get to know those on the board is you can contact anybody but just showing up is a great way to get to know people.
1: Yeah, you know, we should clarify that. So one of the reasons that your our in-person meetings moves around the country is to give folks the opportunity to attend those meetings. So if you are in Nashville, when we are there in April? May. May. So when we are in Nashville for the May meeting of the ABA Law Practice Division, look us up. And you can come for free if you're a member of the ABA. Is that right? To the meetings, Yes. If you're a member of the ABA,
4: registration is free for the meeting. If you're not a member, there's a small
1: fee. Right. Probably better to just join the ABA. Yeah, why not? And then the opportunity there is to get to know everyone that's part of the organization. And you can sit in on the meetings and decide whether it's a group or a committee or a board that you want to hop on and become active with. So I've always loved that, how the meetings move around. And I know that's a really nice outreach opportunity for us. So yeah, if you're in national May, come meet us. Seattle... In December, January. January.
4: <laughs> we don't so, do anything so, so. in
1: December. <laughs> yeah, I guess nobody needs any more stuff to do in December. Uh, let's take a quick break. Listen to some messages from some sponsors, and we'll be right back. Law Clerks nationwide network of talented freelance lawyers, is trusted by thousands of law firms. Solo attorneys and firms can get help with project-based and also ongoing work via subscription. Sign up is free, and there are no monthly fees. You only pay when you delegate work. Plus, Law Clerk has a new app for your mobile devices to help you manage the work you've delegated while you're on the go. Be sure to use referral code NEWSOLO when you sign up at lawclerk.legal. Starting your solo practice is exciting, rewarding, and demanding. Alps Insurance understands the unique challenges of startup solo firms. 65% of Alps Legal malpractice Practice insurance policyholders are solos, after all. That's why Alps created First Flight, a program supporting new solos by providing affordable, premium pricing for the first three years of practice. Visit alpsinsurance.com forward slash insurance forward slash First Flight to learn more. Or just Google Alps First Flight. You'll find them. First Flight program subject to eligibility requirements. Yes, yes, you have a website, but do you love it? Does it grow your practice? it should look good, it should work for you, and it should be built by people who care. Practice Made Perfect loves making websites for solos, just starting out or market leaders. And their clients love their websites. PMP's average client has been with them for over six years. PMP is perfect for your website. Practice Made Perfect. Visit PMPmg.com forward slash solo. Okay, everybody, time for new insights. We'd like to thank Noda by m Bank for their support of this segment. To learn more, visit TrustNoda.com. Terms and conditions may apply. Stephanie, what is your third question for Liz? Liz, as a
4: new lawyer, I know I will be inclined to say yes to new clients that come my way. What are some red flags I should look for in potential new clients?
3: These red flags, you're gonna start to learn naturally, but I will tell you for some things that I look for. If I have someone who calls me and they already have a case going on and they're complaining about their former lawyer, that's a red flag for me. A client who doesn't respect my time or my boundaries, who always wants to meet on the weekends when it's convenient for them, etc. those are other red flags because you're just not gonna be available enough for them. And then lastly, I look for clients who share my goals or my values. So in other words, if they are looking for a contentious attorney, someone who's just gonna file a lot of motions and give the other party a hard time, That is not how I like to practice law. So I know I'm never going to be able to satisfy their expectations. And so that's another red flag that I look for. So those are three to start you off. But I promise those types of flags and concerns about
1: clients are something that you're going to pick up on very quickly. That's Stephanie's third question for Liz in this series of new insights. Stay tuned for her fourth and final question in the next episode. All right, we are back with Heidi Barkas and Mary Vandenack, a couple of very active members of the Law Practice Division of the ABA. And I had a couple more sections and groups that I wanted to sort of focus on because I think they do such good work, and I think they're also really good resources for our listeners. Let's start with the Women Rainmakers group, which has been around for ever and always been actively advocating for women in the profession. And that's another great group where it's not just lawyers. There are a lot of consultants and marketing people, and it's a very supportive group. And there's men in that group. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, it's only women because there are actually a lot of men that are active in that committee. So Heidi, tell us a little bit about the Women Rainmakers.
4: Listen, Women Rainmakers is really my home at law practice division, and that's where I figured out how to build a practice. If it hadn't been for the Women Rainmakers, I wouldn't have my book of business, and I mm. have the book of business as large as any other member in mm-hmm. this law firm, so that's the place to go if you want to get yourself on solid footing Members of that group I've gone to and asked, I I need help. I'm going to do a flat fee bid on this. How do I do it? And those people are there to help you. So I I can't say enough about how vital the Women Rainmakers Committee
1: is to developing your practice. Well, this is my first year being involved with Women Rainmakers because I've always been tech show and I had a couple of other committees and they are really the inspiration for my asking the two of you to come in and talk about law practice because I attended the meeting. I couldn't get to San Antonio, but I attended virtually and all the things they have going on, the educational webinars, the, the publications, it's just so helpful and impressive. And just like the two of you, everyone that's part of that group is just there to help other people and passionate about it.
4: Well, listen, you undersell yourself because when I was chair of Women Rainmakers, we reached out to you about doing our monthly webinars and you said, I'll do a webinar on any topic you want. And that was just, they were well attended and fabulous. So it's not the first time you've been involved in
1: Women Rainmakers. Well, that's true. I know that for a fact. I'm on the committee now though. So that's, that's the really fun part.
2: And I, I would say that you know Adriana I'm just going to footnote what Heidi said because you represent to me the epitome of what the Women Rainmakers is about and that you've been very supportive of those in your network and you reach out to people in our profession in so many different ways and that's what the what you find in Women Rainmakers it's is true. you find some people just reaching out you have a great cross the country network resources, you know, especially if you're a small or solo mm-hmm. or just a female alone in a firm full of men, which has been most <laughs> of my career as a tax attorney, right? And you want to actually chat with a, another woman who's been involved. And if you Google do the Google thing and do ABA Women Rainmakers, which is how I just found the website, even though I have it bookmarked, it shows some of the topics, which have include like expert leadership and development tips, focused on women, networking, how women lawyers do it better, women in technology communications across the generation, talks about coaching, marketing, you know, asking for business advice from in-house console. We talk about LinkedIn and how Mm -hmm. to make your use of that more powerful and creating signature events to enhance your own business development. So it's a broad Mm. array of topics as well as being a great network. And everyone
1: in there, it's amazing how much time everyone, including me and including the two of you will give to anyone that reaches out looking for help through that organization. So our, that committee has been really great. Okay. So good. We got women rainmakers. I want to make a quick back reference, which is right in between women rainmakers and tech show, which you just reminded me of Mary, which is tech show is who also puts together and awards the women in legal, women in legal tech list every year. So they recognize uh, women who have been particularly effective and supportive in legal tech. So women in legal tech is also part of the ABA Law Practice Division. And so let's talk next. I think this will also be very helpful to my listeners, and that's the Career Resources Committee. What do they do?
4: Hey, before you go on, breaking news. Women of Legal Tech has become such a large program. It is now standalone, and that will be in Nashville in May.
2: Awesome. Awesome. And I'm going to add a footnote to the networking at Tech Show and Women of Legal Tech. So I was at Women of Legal Tech, and I think it was the year that I was inducted and giving a presentation. A young woman came up to talk to me outside the room. So she that was three or four years ago. Must be four years ago. She just graduated from law school and started here as an associate. So she's from Chicago. So all kinds of networking. And I Mm -hmm. believe my recollection is that she attended that on a scholarship. Now, I don't know with the new breakout program, if there's still scholarships to attend that, but I do know that's one of the things I thought, well, she was really resourceful. She figured that out. So this young woman will make a great lawyer, which you know she's in her first year. So we'll see, but hopefully that will be, she's been a great clerk.
1: That's amazing. Okay. Tell me about the career
2: resources committee or group or section. Yeah. So the career resources, I think, is a great group. And Heidi can speak to the technical history, but that's going to be housed now in the law of practice division. It wasn't historically. And they focus on different aspects of career development. One of the programs that I'm passionate about is they do a lot of different types of mentoring and each of the sections uh, and divisions of the ABA, including ours. And again, Heidi will know more details on this one than me, but we have fellows that actively encourage participation um, at different levels. But the, Focus historically has been just helping if somebody wants to change careers, somebody like me who wants to leave a large law firm, found my own firm. There's actually a job board that helps you find legal careers and talks about different issues in terms of practice and just tries to say, I know some of the conversations I've been part of. So this is career development is not just about finding a job. It's finding the right right fit for you, the right job, the right area of the profession and having resources. And then, you know, once you're a part of that, what is the path? How do you, you know, make rain? How do you find your way through a firm? How do you navigate? How do you find a mentor? How do you develop the skills that you need to make it in whatever career you have chosen legally?
1: So we've covered a lot of really good, useful groups, and I want to make sure to talk about sort of the the leadership training and opportunities. So, leadership
4: is its own subcommittee of the law practice division, and they have started, this will be its second year, a series for managing partners Mm. or people who are in line to be managing partners, have an Mm. interest in being managing partners, again, around the same pillars but breakout sessions where there'll be guided discussion of, for instance, law firm finance, and then they'll break into smaller groups and you will have other managing partners to talk to about those topics. And this is just a fabulous series. There is also going to be a a page of resources for managing partners and those interested in managing law firms and and lots of exciting uh, developments in that area.
2: And I I would just mention, so that some of the particular program is for managing partners or people who want to be managing partners, but I think the division as a whole has also done a great job and the leadership group has done a great job on the concept of leadership at all levels so that, you know, when I was a brand new lawyer and I'd be one of those who joined the ABA, by the way, for the Law Practice Magazine, (laughs) but I remember Uh, magazine articles talking about even though you're the brand new lawyer, you're a leader in some capacity, even if you don't have your eyes on the managing attorney's office. And I know that some of our topics have focused on basically leadership at all levels, and I just think that's a really important topic so that it's not just, hey, I want to be a managing partner, so the leadership only applies to me. It applies, I think, to everybody connected to law, whether it's a practicing lawyer leading a practice group or overseeing a paralegal or whatever the case might be, or even dealing with clients requires leadership skills. And I just think the division has done a fabulous job of addressing that with its different forms of programming.
1: Yeah, it's really a great resource. That's why I'm dedicating a whole freaking show to it. There are many other groups that you can become involved with. And I just encourage everyone, the fastest way to get to the website where you can read about membership and events and all the different groups is Google ABA LPD for law practice division. You don't have to spell it out. ABA space LPD gets you right to the the homepage, which I'm looking at from here. You can jump off for events and resources. The legal technology resource center is right off the homepage, all the books. And of course the ABA writes tons of books. The law practice division has got to be one of the most prolific sources of books for the ABA. So there's great books on here, Uh, internet legal research, marketing, your law firm, OneNote, which everyone asks me about OneNote. There's a whole book dedicated to OneNote on here. Automating Legal Services is a book. So again, it's just another really good resource for, for our listeners. The finance issue just came out in September and October. And if I click on it, how much of it do I get to read? Should be all of it. All right. So great. These are really good resources. So I want to make sure and thank you both so much for taking the time to come on and talk about Law Practice Division. I know that it's in our hearts and it's a really special place. So before I let you go, tell everyone where they can find, friend, or follow you, Heidi. And also, you know, like your favorite reason for being a member of the Law Practice Division and the chair.
4: Wow. Well, you can f- find me at Heidi is My law firm is London and Anburn. You can find me on Twitter. And the my favorite thing about the division is my friends, To the, hmm. the, the friends and confidants that I have across the country. So if I've got an issue at my law firm and my town at Knoxville, Tennessee, is too small to talk to people around here, I can talk to people across the country and get feedback and ideas. So that's my favorite part is the friendships that I've made through the law
1: practice division. Definitely mine too. What about you, Mary? Where can people find, friend, follow you and... What is your favorite thing about the law practice division?
2: So I have my own website these days. So you can find me at maryvandenack.com. You can also find me at vwattys.com. I am on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as now, thanks to a lovely publicist who thinks I should be on Instagram. I'm on Instagram <laughs> as awesome. well. So I'm just about anywhere, and you can just Google me and find me. My favorite part of the law practice division is also the relationships. You know, one thing about the pandemic happening is really made you realize how much you miss human beings. Virtual stuff is great. It's phenomenal. But getting to see Heidi and friends again in San Antonio, I told her I've been only attending events where you know, there are certain requirements and rules. I would have gone anywhere for Heidi this year to support her. And so I'm looking forward to the next couple of times that we'll see each other. But the relationships I've built over the years through the Law of Practice Division are short of none. You know, it's like when I was out in California and you went out of your way to come spend time with me when we figured out we were a couple miles from each other. And all the times there's another gal who I went through some tough times earlier this year. And she sent me a text and called me every single day and said, you're going to book a plane and you're going to come out here and see me so I can give you some care and love. And I'm like, you know, that type of person in your life is just an amazing gift that's come through the participation in this division. And, you know, both of you again are just two amazing human beings. Anybody that would travel to Omaha, Nebraska in Uh, January January gets a gold star. Yeah.
1: Everyone knows how much I hate cold weather. So that was a big <laughs> step for me. And you're right. You know, I jokingly call myself a Floridian, but that's what I do all the time. I get off on an, at an airplane and I'm like, oh, it's cold here and I don't have a coat. <laughs> so Mary, thanks for buying me shoes and a coat when I needed them the most. <laughs> Thank you so pleasure. much to both of you. I look forward to seeing everyone at Tech Show, which I will be at next year. It's March 2nd through the 5th in 2022. Look forward to seeing everyone in Nashville that's in the area. That's going to be a really great meeting. Thank you both so much.
2: Thanks for having us, Adriana.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a joy. Okay, everyone. We've reached the end of another great episode of New Solo. I want to remind you that I'm taking questions on Office 365 and all things Microsoft. We're going to do a listener questions episode. I'm going to get a good Microsoft expert to answer all of our questions. And several of you have reached out either by emailing new solo at legal talk network.com. Several of you have hit me up on Twitter, which, Oh, I have to apologize to the two or three people that have sent me DMS on Twitter. I just saw them. I promise I will respond. And if anyone else hits me up on Twitter in the future, I will pay more attention to it. You can also find me on Instagram. Mary, mine is LaTeX partners. I'm going to go find you. And, uh, Send me questions about Microsoft 365. Let's get those answered. I've had questions so far about SharePoint. Someone asked me about phone services that work with Teams. Uh, Someone's asked me about subscriptions. So send your questions in. We'll try and get those answered. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate you listening to another great episode of New Solo. And we will see you next time.
0: I've been running from nine to five. Been biting my tongue for all this time. Won't let anyone me short.